Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 4, Queen-Sized Bed. My work with Colby was going really well. As she noted, I had many outbursts of emotions, but I let them come and pass. My decision was not to hold on to those emotions. They resulted from what had happened in the past, and I wouldn't let them affect my life from now on. Between working with Colby, focusing on keeping my chakras open, and my daily meditations, I felt like I was making genuine progress. Not to mention, I made a point of complimenting myself every day. I had less than a week before Reva and Brian came to visit, so I needed to focus on being comfortable in that room. Plus, they would deliver the new bed in another day. I moved the single bed out of my old room, then moved my grandparents' bed into that room, so my grandparents' room, I mean, my room, would be ready when the new bed arrived. Today had been a long day. They had delivered the lumber, and Steve had given me instructions on how to store it just in case it rained. The new bed had also been delivered. So by nine o'clock, my body was ready for sleep. Each time I was about to go into the room, I delayed it with more and more things that I needed to do before I went to bed. Subconsciously, I knew what I was doing. Nervous about sleeping in there. My new room. When I promised myself that I would do it. To be more comfortable, I put my favorite sheets on the bed. Crisp white 1800-count Egyptian cotton. To wind down, I then took a leisurely shower and thought about Hendrick. How I longed to be with him again. Maybe I should go back to Colorado after I finished this painting to make sure that our time together here on the island was really real. I pulled back the covers and slipped into the bed. It was firm, but comfortable. 
The night was still warm, and the crisp, cold sheets felt good on my skin. However, unable to find a comfortable position, I tossed and turned, then stared at the ceiling. The moths banging into the outside light seemed louder than usual. Everything sounded so loud. What little comfort I had received from the shower dissipated. I sat up and turned on a light. Then I took a few deep breaths and thanked my higher self for giving me the grace and acceptance to overcome this fear. Thank you for giving me my space. In time, I know I'll open up to you more. But for now, I need to get used to knowing that this is my home now. I said out loud. Remembering Colby's recommendation to protect myself, I visualized stepping into a bright white light, completely surrounded by this light that reached out into the distance in all directions. Only love can reach me through this light, and only love leaves me through this light. I was comforted in the thought of this protection, and then I declared, I am protected. Making that declaration and giving appreciation allowed me to drift off to sleep. Lately, I hadn't been remembering my dreams, but tonight I dreamt in HD. It was like I was watching a movie. My grandmother was out on the back deck painting. She slowly turned and looked right at me with her beautiful smile. Then she said, Avi, always paint from your heart. You see more, and it fills your work with emotion, allowing others to feel what you feel. Do not worry about what others think. I painted with that fear for far too long. Remember, your paintings reflect you in all your beauty and ugliness. Just like in life, not everyone will like you, nor will everyone like your paintings. But there will always be someone who does, and they will be the ones who receive the most from your work. Feel your emotion, and they will too. Rolling over, I slowly opened my eyes. Where was I? Disoriented, my surroundings didn't look familiar. That feeling quickly shifted from confusion to amazement. She came to me. I felt her presence. I heard her voice. She was with me. I sat on the side of the bed. She really came to me, I whispered. Thank you, Grandma. Emotion filled me, and I quietly sobbed, realizing how much I missed her. I wish you could be here with me. I need you so much. In an incredibly soft voice, I heard, I am always with you. I am the breeze that moves your hair the firefly that lights the night. I am everywhere, in everything, and I am always here for you.
I texted Colby the good news. That is wonderful. Keep asking for clarity, love, and forgiveness. I will speak with you next week. Hendrick was just as happy with my progress. Beautiful. Remember to look at any situation through the eyes of love. Things will look different. I am so proud of you. Celebrate every win. Does that mean no more sleeping under the stars? The big day finally came. Steve said that he could start work a day early. Granddad, Celeste, Steve, and I stood in front of the lumber pile, tools strewn over the ground. Steve brought his table saw and nail gun, too. We looked like we were ready for building. Granddad and I worked on cutting the lumber, and Celeste and Steve started nailing the frame for the cement foundation. By lunch, we had the cement poured. It would have to set for the rest of the day, and then we would start framing tomorrow. The timing worked well since I needed to pick up Reeve and Brian from the seven o'clock boat. The end of August was still busy on the island, and weekends were the worst. I stood back from the rest of the crowd, relying on the fact that Reva could see me better as she walked off the boat. The ferry docked just feet from the busiest part of the island. Passengers disembarked right into a hotbed of activity. It was hard to keep track of everything. Then I heard, Evie! At the top of the stairs were Reva and Brian, waving frantically. It took them a few minutes to disembark, but when she finally made it over to me, <laughs> she almost knocked me over. Her hug was huge. Brian lingered in the background until I told him, Get over here and give me a hug. He did so. So glad you guys could come down. How was the flight, etc.? All good, Brian responded. Reva was all smiles. Her happiness was infectious. Since we're already down here, let's grab dinner before we head up island. We walked over to the local brewery. The line wasn't too long, and so we were at our table with drinks in less than 30 minutes. Brian hadn't gotten to see up island on his visit when he had met Reva, so the ride was more of an experience for him. Reva and I caught up in her work, and in no time we were driving up the dirt road to my house. Hey, what happened to the road? Reva asked. Isn't it wonderful? Smooth as silk. How did that happen? I'll explain when we get into the house. We parked the car, and Brian brought their bags in. I ushered Brian into the old room, with Reva following behind. Nice, you got a bigger bed. I didn't want to ask before we came. So, where are you sleeping? Her voice filled with trepidation. In my room, of course, I responded offhandedly. Very nice. I'm so proud of you. I am too. Brian just watched us, knowing that he could never keep up. Reva jumped into the shower before bed. Brian and I sat out on the deck. This was a perfect opportunity for me to better understand his intentions with Reva. Brian, thank you for coming down to help build my painting studio. I really appreciate the help. Of course. 
Reva's always talking about you, so I knew how important it was to support you. I don't mean to pry, but I will. Reva is my girl. Actually, she is more than that. She is family. So, what are your intentions? Brian gave me an appreciative smile. My intentions are to make her my wife, if she'll have me. Okay, that's good to know. But please know that if you hurt her, I will personally come after you. Brian laughed slightly. But then he realized I wasn't kidding. On cue, Reva joined us on the deck. What are you all talking about? Not much. Brian and I were just getting to know each other better. We better call it a night. Steve, the guy who's helping me build the studio, will be here at 6.30. Ugh, 6.30? Reva whined. Yep, don't worry. Coffee and breakfast will be waiting. The full crew was here. Granddad, Steve, Celeste, Reva, and Brian. The floor had been set, and today we would raise the walls. We broke into two groups, those who had used a hammer and those who had not. Reva and I served as gophers and official photographers. Steve and Granddad cut the wood while Celeste and Brian nailed the frames together. With the frames built, we all pitched in and secured them into position. I stood in the middle of the floor with his grin as big as a Cheshire cat's. This was coming together so quickly that it felt Unreal. By the end of the day, we had the four walls up and started securing the rafters for the roof. Tomorrow, we would finish the roof and plywood everything. Great work, everyone. Thank you so much for all of your help. I gushed as everyone started packing up. Evie, you have a wonderful group of friends. We got further than I'd expected, Steve added. See you all tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad station. Unfortunately, I won't be able to join you tomorrow, as I have to work at the shop, Celeste chimed in. Evie, call me and let me know if you need help during the week. No worries, and thank you all for the help today. Just as Celeste got into her car, I ran over and gave her a big hug. You didn't have to help on your day off. I really appreciate you. Evie, even back in high school, I knew, if given the chance, we could be great friends. <laughs> it only took 20-plus years, Celeste laughed. Once Steve and Celeste had left, Granddad offered to cook everyone dinner. It won't be fancy, but I caught a couple of fish yesterday that are just itching to be put on the grill and have some quahog chowder. Before I could say anything, Reva jumped in. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Granddad, blue plate, I asked. Yup. Okay, we will bring the salad and whatever else I can find. While Reva and Brian showered, I made a quick batch of cornbread, boiled some potatoes, and fried up some salt pork. Nothing better than boiled potatoes with salt pork and drippings drizzled on top. Once they were done, I quickly showered and then we headed over to Granddad's. Plates in hand, we slipped through the bushes. Even before I grabbed the door, Granddad said, Come on in. I was just about to put the fish on the grill. 
Brian stayed outside with Grandad to watch the grill master at work, while Reva and I grabbed some beers and set the table. So, what were you and Brian really talking about last night? Nothing important. I just told him that you were my family, and if he hurt you, I would come after him. You did what? No. Seriously? Yes, seriously. Reva, you only deserve the best, and I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that you get that, even if I have to go gangsta on him. Well, thank you. I guess. Dinner was amazing as usual. Granddad was a master at the grill. Brian and Reva couldn't stop raving. Mr. Brown, five-star restaurants couldn't hold a candle to your fish. Thank you. Please, call me adequate. And all I did was add a little fire. The fish did all the work. He replied with a smile. We kept the evening short, knowing that 6.30 would come really early. Before the door shut, Granddad yelled out, See you tomorrow. I told them to keep on going while I popped my head back into the house. Granddad, you don't have to help tomorrow. I know today was a lot. Please, I'm not that old yet. I'll see you tomorrow. I opened the door all the way and gave him a hug. Day two of the build was hairier than the first. Brian and Steve secured the rafters, and I almost couldn't watch. Once done, we covered it all in plywood. Roofing shingles, windows, electricity, and cedar shingles would need to wait until the next weekend. They would install the electricity and windows this week. The last thing of the day was to hang the door. She was a beautiful little studio, just perfect for what I needed. I asked everyone to stand out front and we took a picture of the crew. Then we all called it an early day because Steve needed to get to his cousin's showing. We all agreed to join him a little later. After Steve left, I suggested we go take a quick swim. Granddad opted out, saying something about rather being on the water than in it. We didn't even change. Once at the beach, we took off our shoes and jumped right in. The water felt amazing. Cold, salty, and wet. Reva and Brian were swimmers, so they went out farther than I was comfortable with. I sloshed out of the water and did my best to dry off. Watching the two of them was wonderful. Reva was so happy. He's good for her, I thought to myself. We slowed down, then pulled off as far as we could on the side of the road. There were over 20 cars lined up. Walking up the road, we saw Steve's truck. The studio was beautiful, with skylights and lofted ceilings. Her work was lighted just perfectly on each wall. The music played, and a server brought out drinks and hors d'oeuvres. Steve saw us and came right over. Evie, let me introduce you to my cousin Beth. He led me through the crowd to a woman standing off to the side. Hey, Beth, this is Adequin's granddaughter. Evie, this is my cousin Beth. Hi, Beth. Your studio is amazing, and your paintings are stunning. Evie, so happy you could make it. Steve has been telling me all about your studio. Congratulations. 
You got one of the best carpenters around to help you, she said with a smile. I couldn't agree with you more, I replied. Steve jumps in. Okay, enough of that talk. Who wants a drink? I looked around, trying to find Reva and Brian. When I didn't see them, I looked out the studio doors to see if they were outside. The sun was setting, and it filled the sky with oranges and reds. Just as I spotted them, Brian got on one knee. Without thinking, I announced to the gathering, He is proposing! Everyone ran to the windows to see the special moment. At that moment, Reva and Brian embraced, and I knew it was a done deal. I ran outside and grabbed them both in an enormous hug. They both laughed. I looked at Reva. I love you, girl, and I am so happy for you. I looked at Brian. Nice job, and welcome to the family. When we re-entered the studio, the room erupted in applause and whistles, everyone saying congratulations to the happy couple. It overwhelmed them. They looked a little embarrassed. What a special night. I couldn't wait to tell Hendrick about all that had happened. I left the happy couple to their own devices for the rest of the evening and went up to the lighthouse to meditate and speak with Hendrick. Good evening, beautiful. How was your day? Amazing. Such great energy. Wow. Sorry I missed it. What happened? First, we completed the roof and put up the plywood, had an early evening swim, then went to Steve's cousin's art show. Last and most importantly, Reva and Brian got engaged! Right at sunset! It was beautiful! That really is an amazing day. Right? So, how was your day? There was a long silence. Hendrick, are you still there? Yup, I'm here. Sorry, a text just popped up on my phone from someone from a long time ago. He trailed off. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, everything is okay. Hey, Evie, sorry to cut us short, but I, I have to go. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, can I... The phone clicked before I could finish my sentence. Wow. Trying not to be bothered, I lay on the grass in front of the lighthouse, looking up at the sky, watching. Red, red, white. Red, red, white. As usual, the lights removed any thoughts from my head and lulled me into her light trance. When I returned, the house was quiet. I slipped into bed, longing for a restful sleep. Hey, sleepyheads, time to get up. Are you going to miss your boat? I yelled. I could hear stirring, and then Reva shouted, Shit, Brian, we have to get up. They both stumbled out of their room, hair crazy, half-dressed. Why didn't you wake us up sooner? Reva complained. We wanted to have breakfast with you before we left. I figured you both needed your sleep. We still have time to grab something at Bread and Spice before you get on the boat. They finished dressing, then threw their stuff in the back of the car. 
The drive back down island was quiet but peaceful. We parked nearby and walked to Bread and Spice, where we grabbed three ham and cheese croissants and three small coffees. We then sat on the wall and watched the boat slowly come in. Thank you so much for making the trip down to help me. When all is said and done, I will send pictures. You better, Reva exclaimed. So when are you going to have your first show? Brian inquired. (laughs) You need to have lots of paintings before you can show. Currently, I have one. Remember, the impetus for building this was so that I could paint my commission piece. I am sure by next summer, we will be attending your art show, Brian remarked. We strolled to the boat, and before they boarded, I gave Riva a big hug. You did good, girl. Enjoy this ride. I love you. I love you too, Evie. I'm so proud of you. When Brian and I embraced, I whispered in his ear, Don't make me have to go gangsta on you. Don't worry. I've been waiting a long time for a love like this. I watched them board the boat, walking hand in hand. They turned and waved before they went inside. My heart dropped a little, knowing that our relationship would change. But Brian was a good guy. I guess I could share her with him. After I got home, I sat outside reflecting on the weekend. Thinking of Reva and Brian gave me inspiration to paint them an engagement gift. Even though I would love to set up in my new studio, I didn't have windows, so it was dark. Besides, the deck was still an amazing place to paint. I closed my eyes and felt the emotion of seeing the love between the two of them. Reds, oranges, yellow, and a bit of purple were the color palette for this painting. Their silhouettes, Brian on bended knee, the sunset filled the sky. Energy and love surrounded them. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations. Written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, when you look at a situation through the eyes of love, things will always look different. <laughs>